Bible teaches. The Bible does teach that sometimes love will be painful. And so whether that's in calling someone out or rebuking them or leaving different relationships or whatever it may whatever it looks like, love doesn't always leave everyone involved with happy and joyful emotions. Welcome back to another episode of Finding Common Ground, where we tackle important issues going on in the world from a biblical and Christian perspective, allowing the Word of God to be our common ground. So today's topic, we're going to be talking about love. So what is love? Who gets to define it? Um, a lot of times, just me personally, I've let different social media relationships, different standards on TV, different movies, or just my own personal experience uh, kind of define love. And what I'm noticing now is that there's a lot of different competing ideas about what love is. And uh, one of the problems with basing society or love on society or culture is that that standard is always moving. It'd be like running a race and the finish line keeps moving uh, further and further back. You're never going to reach it. And so one of the things I've, I've come to the conclusion about is that the best way to to define love and the standard, regardless of what it is, is to base it on something that is unmoving and unchanging. And the Bible describes the word of God as the grass will wither, the leaves will fall, but the word of God endures forever. And so what better standard than that to base uh, base all of our standards on? And so that's what we're going to be talking about today. The first thing is going to be what is love? The second thing is going to be um, how do we love? And then the third thing is just going to be a verse I'm going to read that gives a, a pretty practical example of what love looks like and how we're supposed to carry that out. As we see going on in society, uh, and as you read your Bible, you kind of can see the biblical definition of love paints a very different picture than what society has to say. Society will tell you that love is conditional or that uh, it comes with the caveat that if you stop feeling some type of way, you can leave, or if that they're not doing some something in a certain way, that you have the right to leave. And really, it's just pretty conditional or situational. And one of the things we see with the Bible and how it describes love is that we're called to love as Christians, we're called to love unconditionally. One of the main reasons I wanted to talk about love is because society is kind of going away with it and pretty going rampant about what is love, love is love, and all these types of things like that. And it's easy to kind of get caught up in it and like, yeah, that sounds right, that sounds good. But when we take a biblical perspective and we look at what the scripture actually has to say, we can see that that's not actually lining up with uh, what the Word of God has to say. And one of the things I wanted to read today and just focus on is kind of just challenge, uh, read scriptures that kind of challenge this idea that um, love is accepts all things, love is tolerant, love doesn't say anything bad to one another. I really just want to challenge uh, that perspective that to love means to condone or endorse certain behaviors and not have anything to uh, to say, not have anything counter to say to that. And one of the verses I want to read is, let love be without hypocrisy, abhor what is evil, and cling to what is good. That was Romans 12, verse 9. 
the reason I wanted to point this verse out first is because it shows that love um, also has to not only stand up and love what is good, but also has to abhor or hate what is evil. The next verse I wanted to read is Matthew six twenty four, which is no one can serve two masters for either he will hate the one and love the other or he will be devoted to one and despise the other. And so what we see is by biblical standards of love, we have to make a distinction between what is good and evil and what is right and wrong. <clears throat> we can't be in the middle. So, for example, uh, I, I go out and minister to different people and we were having a conversation. I was having a conversation with someone about uh, sexual immorality. So they knew that I was uh, going to be a, a minister, going to seminary school and like wanting to pursue uh, ministry. And so that we were having a conversation about uh, what's sin and different things of that nature. And one of the things they asked me about was sex before marriage. And I had a choice to either, you know, like, cause I knew they had um, sex out, outside of marriage. And rather than trying to sugarcoat the idea of, what's, uh, of whether or not it's a sin, I had to be honest and say it was a sin, but also do that with love and with compassion. And so I was able to, um, like Ephesians 4, 4.15 says, speak the truth in love. And that person and I ended up having a great conversation and they left with understanding of what the Bible has to say and not feeling um, condemned or hated, but understanding the truth and then wanting to know more. And so the reason I told this story was just because to show that it's not unloving to say what the word of God has to say and that people will respect and understand it if we do it in a way that's compassionate and genuine. And so the next thing I want to talk about is uh, how we are able to do that or how we are able to extend that kind of love. And what I've come to realize is that when we remember what Jesus Christ did for us on the cross as Christians, it should really embolden us to extend that same love to everyone else. So in loving God, we will love others because we focus on what God did for us. And in focusing on that, we we can't help but share that with everyone else because it's hard not to forgive someone when you remember all the times that you've been forgiven by God. And it's hard not to show mercy when you remember all the times you've experienced mercy. And the next thing about love I want to talk about is the idea that love doesn't always feel quote-unquote good. And what I mean by that is there's times in the Bible that talk about whom the Lord loveth he chastens. And at the moment that we're being chastened, it doesn't always, it obviously doesn't feel good in that moment. And so what I want to challenge is the idea that love is always supposed to evoke positive emotions or always make you feel good or always make you feel better. Because in the moment, sometimes that's not the case. And I think in Hebrews 12, verse 5 through 11, we get a really good picture of that that says, And have you completely forgotten this word of encouragement that addresses you as a father addresses his son? It says, My son, do not make light of the Lord's discipline and do not lose heart when he rebukes you, because the Lord disciplines the one he loves and he chastens everyone he accepts as his son. Endure hardship as discipline. God is treating you as his children. For what children are not disciplined by their father? If you are not disciplined and everyone undergoes discipline, then you are not legitimate, not true sons and daughters at all. Moreover, we all have had human fathers who disciplined us, and we respected them for it. How much more should we submit to the Father of spirits and live? They disciplined us for a little while, as they thought best, but God disciplines us for our good, in order that we may share in his holiness. No discipline seems pleasant at the moment, but painful. Later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and fruit for those who have been trained by it. Again, focusing on the idea that love has to always evoke positive emotions or make you feel good that is 
quite exactly honestly the opposite of what uh, the Bible teaches. The Bible does teach that sometimes love will be painful. And so whether that's in calling someone out or rebuking them or leaving different relationships or uh, whatever it may, whatever it looks like, love doesn't always leave everyone involved with happy and joyful emotions. And that's the point I was trying to make. So, you know, there's a saying that says um, the truth hurts. And, you know, sometimes it does. We have to move away from the idea that just because it doesn't give you or we have to move away from the idea that love is uh, just a feeling and that it can't be love if it doesn't make you happy. Because there's multiple, as we just read, there's multiple times in the Bible that show that love doesn't always manifest itself in ways that we would conceive as love, but that it doesn't mean it's not. Love can hurt in the moment, but it's for our betterment. And a verse that I mentioned earlier that I really like is Ephesians 4.15 that says, Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become, in every respect, the mature body of him who is the head, that is Christ. And what, what, this, what I took from this is that as we walk in truth and in love, we are becoming more like Christ. So as we are holding everyone to the same standard, which is the word of God, and doing that in love and in kindness, we're all becoming more like Christ, and we're all becoming better for it. Lastly, I just want to give an example of what love looks like practically, and I think that's found in uh, first. A good example of that is found in First Corinthians thirteen verses four through eight, which says, "Love is patient. Love is kind. It is not jealous. Love does not brag. It is not arrogant. It does not act unbecomingly. It does not seek its own. It is not provoked. It does not take into account wrong suffered. It does not rejoice in unrighteousness, but rejoices with the truth." bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, and endures all things. Love never fails. So in closing, I just want to point out that love stands up for what is right. Love doesn't embrace evil. Love doesn't always feel pleasant in the moment. But we have to get away from that idea again that love is always supposed to evoke certain like positive emotions because there's times when it doesn't. And then lastly, just that when we focus on Christ and focus on his love and his grace, we're able to extend that to other people. And I, I want to leave us with one more verse before we get out of here, which is John 13, 34, that says, A new command I give you, love one another as I have loved you. By this, everyone will know, you, will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. And so my challenge is for us as believers is to not have a watered-down love. And what I mean by a watered-down love is that in a culture where you say one thing and someone can get offended by it or may see perceive that as uh, hate speech or whatever it is, we always have to stay true to what the Word of God says and then stand in that. So understanding that they may get offended or that may um, it may be not pleasant to them, understand that it's still we're still walking in love and we're still doing what the Word of God says and that it is loving. The Bible tells us that when we stand for what is right and abhor what is wrong, that is what love, and that's loving without hypocrisy. And so I just wanted to encourage everyone today that's listening to this is that, you know, letting uh, society and things define what love is isn't really um, going to get us anywhere. And then when we read the Bible, it tells us to, gives us specific things to do when it comes to love and what love looks like. And just letting the word of God be our standard is truly how we'll, how others will know us for our love, like the scripture said. So how we love one another and how we treat everyone is how they will know we belong to God. And so 
with that being said, guys, I just want to, uh, I'm going to end us in prayer, and then that'll be it for today's episode. So, Heavenly Father, I pray for everyone under the sound of my voice, Father. I pray that as they listen to this episode, Father, they got a better understanding, a better biblical understanding of what love is, that love doesn't always cater to people's feelings, Father, but that there are times when we have to stand up for what is true and what is right, and that it may not always be pleasant to those listening, Father. I pray that you will be with us in those times and that we will be able to show compassion and empathy, Father, understanding that through your grace and mercy that we've experienced, we can give grace and mercy to other people. Father, I pray that we no longer let society and the culture define what is love, Father, but we look to you, the source of love. I pray that everyone listening, Father, as we walk in truth and stand in truth, Father, that they understand that as we hold people accountable and as we hold ourselves accountable, Father, that we are becoming more like Christ in the end, as Ephesians 4.15 says. And in Jesus' mighty name I pray. Amen. As always, guys, thank you for tuning in and listening. The support means a lot. If you enjoyed the message, please share it with your family and friends. That always helps. And also hit that subscribe button to get notifications. See you guys next episode.